Blog Talk Radio. another episode of a sound hard radio when you lie about the word of God you concurrently reap destruction I know that title may seem harsh but it is nevertheless true with regard to those who believe that they can get away with disrespecting the word of God and so there are many Examples in scripture, for instance, we can begin in Genesis chapter 3, where the Nakash, the shiny one, said to the the woman, Yea, hath God said. And that was the beginning of of the fall. Uh, To question the word of God, to not believe in the veracity of God, to assume. Uh, lay siege to the divine character that is the essence of God and who he is. God is eternal truth. And so, yea, hath God said uh, is the beginning of all uh, atheistic theological works and harangues and sermons and dismissive utterances against the person of God. And in the end, those uh, who against the or real against the character of God or who slander uh, the character of God uh, there's both a libel and slander against the character of God these individuals meet uh, an appropriate end and so I want to reach you from second Peter uh, and in second Peter chapter 3 he writes these words so this is Second Peter chapter three. I'm going to begin reading um, at verse fifteen. Uh, quote, and account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also concerning the wisdom given unto him hath written unto you, as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned or ignorant uh, and unstable, that is, those who vacillate, uh, rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. So I wanted you to, to read those words from the word of God. Second Peter chapter 3, and that is verse 16. Verse 17. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. So, you and I know what happened historically in uh, Genesis chapter 3. 
and that as a result of their sin and the embryogenesis of conscience, um, those who had sinned against God that is, uh, made for themselves uh, aprons from plants. But when God came on the scene, uh, God uh, knew that this would not be enough. And so what they had done and in their behavior toward uh, toward God, uh, a life uh, must be sacrificed, and so God made them uh, clothing from the skins of animals in order to protect them. So here, their very clothing uh, was a type, or to look forward to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood. According to the scripture, there is no remission for sin. So I want to show you just some of the actions of people uh, who maybe they did not write these things uh, against the word of God, but their actions <coughs> bespeak uh, their, their hatred and, and disregard for the word. In Jeremiah 36, we read about Jehoiakim. And it reads in verse 22, it was in the ninth month, and the king was sitting, that is, King Jehoiakim, was sitting in the winter apartment and uh, with a fire burning in the firepot in front of him. Whenever Jehudi had read three or four columns of the scroll, that is, the word of God, the king cut them off with a scribe's knife and threw them into the firepot until the entire scroll was burned in the fire. The king and all his attendants who heard all these words showed no fear, nor did they tear their clothes, even though Elnathan and Eliah and Gamariah urged the king not to burn the scroll of the word of God. He would not listen to them. So uh, God judges this king. And this is God's judgment in verse 30. Therefore, this is what the Lord says about Jehoiakim, king of Judah. <clears throat> he will have no one to sit on the throne of David. His body will be thrown out and exposed to the heat by day and the frost by night. I will punish him and his children and his attendants for their wickedness. I will bring on them and those living in Jerusalem and the people of Judah, every disaster I've pronounced against them because they have not listened. So I want you to know that uh, when we get to the New Testament of Joseph, uh, who was the legal father of Jesus, Joseph uh, was in the family line of Jehoiakim. And so this, this family line of Jehoiakim, the family of David, was cursed. And so uh, Jesus could not inherit the throne of David through his legal father, Joseph, because this line was cursed. And so Jesus is able, and he was able to inherit the throne of David through his mother, Mary, through Heli. So please read the, gene uh, the genealogy in the Gospel of Luke. It is through his mother, 
that Jesus inherits the throne of David because both Joseph and Mary or Miriam were of uh, the family were of Judah and the family of David. And so I just want you to see uh, how God uh, took care of this before the foundation of the world. So here's an example of a negative action. Another one, uh, another negative attitude that I want to show you is is in the uh, the Jonah narrative. Um, God sent Jonah, of Amita, son of Amittai, to go to preach to the great city of Nineveh. And he rebelled. Well, we read in verse 3 that he, Jonah ran away from the Lord and hid it for Tarshish. And he went down to Joppa. Eventually, you know that Jonah went and preached uh, to uh, the people of Nineveh. He did not want to do this because the Ninevites uh, were destructive to his people. And he did not want to preach to the enemy of his people. But uh, God called him to do so. And God was not going to repent of his decision. This was uh, God had called Jonah. And in spite of Jonah's uh, rebellion, he was going to do the will of God. And so Jonah wanted to preach uh, against the Ninevites, but God uh, told him to go preach uh, the good news to the Ninevites. And so they, the Ninevites repented for a short time, maybe 100 years or so, but then God sent in the prophet Nahum. Uh, to preach to them. And in Nahum chapter 1, verse 1, we read an oracle concerning Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum the Elkishite. And so uh, Nahum preaches judgment against the Ninevites. And so in, verse, in Nahum 1, 3, we read the Lord is slow to anger and great in power. And the Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. And so in the Hebrew, uh, we read in verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger. It literally reads, the Lord is long known. And it's an Hebraic expression that means patient. To be short of nose, uh, which means to, uh, is a picture of heat or wrath or anger or nostrils in Hebrew culture. Uh, anger is centered in the nostrils. And so uh, God would no longer be long of nose toward uh, the Ninevites. Uh, he would come against them and he would destroy them for, for their disobedience. Now, when we go to the New Testament, uh, we read Second Peter. Second Peter talks about false prophets. And uh, what and, and they're a terrible character. And these false prophets believe they could say anything, and there's, there are no consequences. But there are consequences to twisting the scriptures, to lying about the word of God, to uh, not following the word of God as it is written. And so Peter says that these people, uh, they twist the scriptures as they... Uh, they they are unlearned and unstable. They rest or they torture the scriptures, uh, which is the meaning of the, the word uh, in the Greek. They torture the scriptures with their lies and false interpretations and 
And Paul says that these, and Peter says these people are liable to God uh, for the way they treat his word. And in the book of Hebrews, God talks about the judgment of those who trample underfoot the blood of the Son of God. So we live in a time of supposed moral relativism. It is interesting that the moral relativists all speak uh, with absolute authority about relativism, and they don't perceive the inherent contradiction of what, of what they espouse. But nonetheless, this is what they believe, absolute relativism. So, and we have people in the visible church who believe, you know, many people who believe the same thing. And so, uh, you know, they don't take seriously the wonderful deposit that God has left with us, and that that is His Word. We are uh, we are to understand uh, what the Word of God is. This very wonderful treasure uh, that that God has left in our care, and we're to take care of the scriptures, and we're to show our due respect for for God's holy word. And so uh, Paul also writes these words that I, I want to, uh, to close with. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1, Paul writes, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Good evening, my name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.